0: Welcome to Blockrockets Expert Talk, the podcast where we will interview industry experts, thought leaders and interesting figures from around the world about blockchain technology and its adoption. My name is Sagar and I'm investment manager of BlockRocket. We are one of the leading investors for early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As a part of our program, we invest up to 500,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting, then feel free to apply to our website. In our episode today, I would like to introduce you to Andreas from Human Protocol. Andreas is active in startup ecosystem since 2005. He helped so many startups to build from the ground. The startups were mostly active in the entertainment, tech and fun sports sector. After a couple of years helping to grow laser Germany into a national-wide brand with its own German tournament league and leading a national-wide team of over 50 plus people as a co-CEO and chief operating officer, Andreas decided to fund his own startup in 2016. The project was focused on Gateway VR studios where he developed disruptive solutions for virtual reality, gaming and digital content in general. In 2021, Andreas joined Human Protocol, which provides a new way for humans and machines to interact, enabling job market with all the upsides of using blockchain and machine learning, where he currently advised them on ecosystem development as well as operations. Hi, Andreas. Good morning. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. Thanks. Good morning to you too, Zagar. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining me today. Uh, I'm looking forward to discuss about uh, your journey into blockchain and how did you start about human protocol? But let, let's start with the why blockchain, right? It's always, I ask the same question. Maybe yeah. I have to change uh, format of my podcast later on. Otherwise uh, <laughs> my viewers will like, uh, will get fed up or like, okay, always same repeating question, but yeah. How about Andreas, you can say a few words about like your uh, like journey into like web three and blockchain. I'm sure like back in the days, people were not talking about web three, that web three buzzwords yeah. came in 2020, 21, but yeah, happy to hear your uh, your journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, um, when I joined Web3, it wasn't a term that was thrown around wildly. And I guess it might become boring, but honestly, so far for me, it hasn't, this question, because there's so many different people joining for different reasons. So my story is that... um, I founded a company on in-game advertising, and we did it like product placement, you know, from films in video games. And we looked at all the problems that were plaguing the space. And one of the biggest one was actually ad fraud. Ad fraud accounted for like 30 billion of revenue lost each year. And... um, there was just a big issue of trust, of transparency. And when you hear those two words, there's an obvious fix for this, which is blockchain. So at that time, um, I hadn't heard of it before, but it came to my attention. And I was researching it. This was in 2016, 2017. And I was very much intrigued. And I was sure that this would be something that could help with the issue at hand. So um, we developed our own um, model, uh, actually a dual token model. We did a uh, coin sale as well. And we use blockchain to store data in a very open manner because we open source our code. And we um, did basically metadata on chain. So that couldn't be changed before it went onto any ad exchange. So that was literally the reason for it, why I joined the space to make it a better industry basically provide trust provide transparency and i absolutely like the space i love it um there is so much cool things going on and i'm yeah i just suck around basically and i'm very happy to be now at human where we utilize blockchain for a different thing which is bringing the future of work on chain
0: interesting so are you are you yourself as a gamer or
1: do you play games Yeah, absolutely. Both digital and uh, board games. So I'm a a massive gamer for sure. This is a space that I hold very dear to my heart for sure. (laughs) And we're always looking into, um, yeah, what can help the space in general. Um, And I'm quite excited that, uh, for example, blockchain has now found a strong foothold in games. Um, I don't think every conception of blockchain in games is correct, but there's definitely a huge case for there. for example, with user generated content and users being able to monetize, for example, whatever they do. I think that's a very, very cool aspect. So, yeah. What or do, or do
0: you think about this all play to one Axie Infinity saga? Like, uh, do you think it's like, uh, I mean, I- I'm not a gamer, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, as an investor, I'm trying to learn about it, like uh, from the gamer perspective, right? So I was in Vegas and there's mm-hmm. like uh, some gaming guilds, g- uh, like uh, competition was happening there and I went there. I tried to talk with some gamers. Mm-hmm. Their attitude was like completely different. <laughs> they don't care about crypto, honestly. They said like, we want to play a game, guys. Please let's <laughs> not talk about blockchain. But yeah, happy to hear your views. What do you think? Do you want yeah, like when you're playing game, do you want to earn some
1: money or? <laughs> I mean, Sure. As a side effect, like I talked this over with my gamer friends and when I explained the concept to them, they were like, oh man, with the amount I've put in, I could have at least got like uh, nearly a house by now. I said, look, maybe it's not that much, <laughs> but um, on the side, of course, sure. And if you spend some time, you're very dedicated, you create something very cool, why not monetize it? Why not be rewarded for your time as well? So I'm actually quite open to it. A lot of implementations to be fair to gamers are not done well and are pure cash grabs, to be fair, um, which we see often, not just with blockchain, but with mobile games a lot of the times. So I think it still needs to find a sweet spot. But the basic idea of having an open economy, basically adding more rewards to it, adding an earning mechanism, um, rewarding certain things, I think there's definitely value to that. And I don't believe we have scratched the surface yet. There are more things to come like um, challenges, bounties in a crypto sense coming to gaming, which is one project that I'm very much looking for once it gets up and running. (laughs) So I I tweeted lately, like, I think, uh,
0: let me check exit date. So it was in the tune. Yeah. Like sort of like this is the end of the beginning of web three, right? Not the beginning of the end. So (laughs) Let's let's talk about work, right? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I would like to know about like the founding history of uh, Human Protocol. You guys have really nice name basically first, right? So every company right. have like some sort of like uh, good name, you know, like S- Facebook, Microsoft, something like that, you know, like uh, micro and soft and face and book, something like that, then you have like Human Protocol. So as you already mentioned a little bit, like uh, it's it's more related to the work. For the human right mm-hmm. so how about we start with a little bit story about human protocol uh how did you guys meet up because i thought i heard that your team is also i think i met also a couple of guys from your team in amsterdam during ETH amsterdam so they're not based in germany they're in the us right so yeah how, how did you guys uh, like join the forces and try to
1: build this whole big protocol yeah of course so we <laughs> you are correct our team is everywhere um one of the guys you met is from Puerto Rico. Someone else was from France. Another one is residing in Mexico currently, originally from the UK. So we're actually all over the world. It's a distributor, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a yeah. massive challenge, and a, but also very rewarding because it's very cool to have that many people um, from different spaces. So in terms of history, um, so the idea came when um, two of the people who kickstarted this project were still working at h um, which is the second biggest capture service after Google's recapture. And in the beginning, this was thought to be another platform for uh, making the life of machine uh, learning data labeling easier. But very, very quickly, it became its own big project and it really spun out and um, is not part of Capture anymore. So this is now a protocol that is really for the future of work for the ever-growing gig economy to become bigger to have a new home, basically, and aggregate everything from machine learning to data labeling to any kind of job, really, that is a freelancer, for example, but also maybe it could evolve even into recruiting and other matching services, so everything around the work that is done by human, hence the name human protocol, but also enhancing how humans work with machines together. So one of the things that we definitely are very proud of is our integration of how we have machine learning models and oracles help uh, humans to do work in a better way, in a more efficient way to save time, for example, no more manual checking wherever it's possible, of course, Um, doesn't go for every industry. But yeah, it's really the collaboration between machines and humans and also just finding a place for everyone, a one-stop shop, if you will, for everything related to work. That is our goal.
0: Interesting. So how about like we move from like a little bit uh, like about like what you guys are planning to Mm -hmm. achieve because uh, work thing has been changed a lot since the last couple of years. I think since the COVID, COVID has changed like massively, like it it disrupted the the way we used to work, right? I remember like back in days, like uh, when I was working uh, in automotive field, I think th- even taking one day as a home office was like a kind of like a nightmare. Yeah. Like, so like no home office at all, like 365 days apart from your holiday, you have to go to office and work. Now we are like completely on the other side of the river that mm-hmm. you can work from anywhere. And on top of that, like a, this is like all decentralization thing, blockchain has like changed the people the way they're thinking, right? It's possible, as you already mentioned that your team is sitting across the globe. Yeah. Someone would like to sit in the like a cold temperature, they can go there, that kind of region. Someone want like a tropical, sunny, nice, they want to do surfing, they can go to like some of the countries close to the sea. Uh, but yeah, let, let's talk about like, why is it important for the human, the work, the way we are doing, and then how the human protocol will change
1: the way it mm-hmm. works. Yeah, absolutely. So we see and that's the gig economy basically <laughs> uh, that more and more people are moving to freelance because they don't want they no longer want to work in an office and some um, companies have changed and said okay you can do home office now others are really panicking and saying no we need everyone back in the office we need to control you basically because that's honestly my belief that's a sense of loss of control in certain areas and i'm enjoying uh, working from home massively i understand that every job can be work from home of course but wherever possible you need to prepare the right structure and a lot of people don't want to a lot of companies don't want to change and they want to get back to the old space. But two years of working from home has made people realize how many benefits there are. And um, I've seen this over and over. There are even complete big Reddits anti-work and stuff like that, that only talk about like, no, we do want to work from home. And if a company doesn't allow me to, I'll quit. What do they do then? If they don't find another company, they go freelance. We see this more and more in every kind of country. The like. First world countries, second world, third world countries. Everyone is going more and more towards an ever-growing gig economy. And to have a place where you can actually match people all around the globe, like really the positive aspect of globalization, bringing people together to uh, contribute and collaborate, is what we are trying to achieve and why we think it's important um, to bring work on-chain as well. Because then you also can do microtransactions in a much better way. I remember when I needed to pay seventeen dollars to do a bank transfer from the US to Germany, like <laughs> that's too much.
0: <laughs> it's still it's still the same situation even when we are in twenty twenty two. It takes even like uh, internally uh, if you want if I wants to send you money even you are sitting in Frankfurt and I'm in Munich. If yeah. I do the transaction today, I think you will get it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it's um it's not that flexible, and this is yeah. why I believe there is a, a massive benefit of crypto and blockchain just to enable this. And with many other things that you can do programmatically with escrows, it's just a much uh, safer environment for both parties. That...
0: Okay, that's true. Uh, but are we ready for this? I mean, the mass wants to have this because I mean, there's a massive uh, like a work uh, environment change in the last two years, as you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Even in US, data shows like almost ten to twenty percent people have changed their workplace, and now they don't want to go to yeah. go back to office or. If you force them, they will quit, right? Because yeah. there are like so many opportunity now. You don't need to be at the space, but maybe some somewhere also like uh, some offices also like going back to normal in Munich as well. So they they say like uh, start with like two days a week, three days a week, and now they want their employee to come back every day. So yeah, this thing will happen because uh, as long as you don't have any other option or opportunity, you have to do that, right? Uh, for your bread and butter, uh, but at what level you guys are able to succeed so far and what are the plans in future, yeah. in near future that you are giving? I heard lots of grants you are giving. Maybe you can talk <laughs> a little bit about grant program.
1: Yeah, of course. So yeah, we have um, raised funds last year. Um, so we're still in the uh, phase of building our version two out, which will happen uh, which is happening right now, basically. More and more features are coming online. But because we de- believe in the vision of a truly decentralized project, this is where the grants program, for example, comes in because we don't want to have control over every aspect, right? That's not what decentralization means. So we are building examples and we are looking for projects who want to pick up on this and build the features and run these features as part of the bigger human ecosystem. The grants program is a massive help with that. For example, we have one grant given to build a reputation and recording oracle to track work, evaluate it, and to pay it out. We have given one grant to um, Blockchain Helix, for example, who will white label their app and make it as the mobile application for workers to do data labeling and any kind of other tasks and challenges in the future. We have given a grant to Audino, which is a project for audio labeling, and they are helping... um, ushers, so that are accredited healthcare workers in India with translation so that they can perform the medical services. So we're seeing a lot of incredibly cool projects that want to pile on and add to the human ecosystem, as well as other projects like, for example, RampList, which is a decentralized news DAO, or Verita Trust, who is bringing um, basically reviews on chain. We are in talks with a couple of more projects um, that want to utilize our system to funnel work through human, basically. And we have started the first jobs in machine learning and are constantly looking to onboard more and more jobs there. Understood.
0: Interesting. So let's go a little bit about this, all privacy things uh, going on (laughs) in the space. Uh, There is a merge coming and uh, there's ETH Berlin is happening and they have like a whole week of like uh, side events. And uh, Mm -hmm. will you be there at
1: ETH Berlin or? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. I'm not sure when, but I'll be there for a couple of days for sure. So mm-hmm. if you're there, reach out, hit me up. <laughs> sure. I I already booked uh, tickets
0: yesterday uh, for the Berlin. So I will be there. So looking forward to meet you there. Uh, but what do you think about merge? And uh, would like to also hear your opinion about this whole privacy uh, and uh, Tornado Cash things happening. The Tornado Cash they uh, got jailed now and he cannot come out, I think, next six months. So mm-hmm. and so, uh, but let's start with it. Um, yep what do you think like uh like about like proof of work is like not better than the proof of stake and do you think it will be successful to
1: move to i mean there's no doubt yeah. but i would love to hear your opinion of course there's no basically guarantee that uh, everybody knows what's happening so i think it's very interesting to follow it for sure because there's so much happening and so much to follow um so i am in general more of a fan of moving to proof of stake because while proof of work is probably um True, it's the safer option, but it's also the slower and more energy consumption option. And in a stand, a lot of Bitcoin, for example, is already sustainable. But my problem always is there's a lot of whataboutism. But what about other countries and other projects doing a lot of energy consumption? And I don't like the kind of thinking. If there's a different solution that has enough merits, I think it's a great thing to switch. Um, This is not the only thing going on. But as far as I have understood it, and I think Vitalik or something, someone from ESA said it, um, the merge really is a precursor to having a higher speed. And right now the transaction fees are so high and it's so slow that it's really difficult to do a lot of, for example, microtransactions. That's just not possible. You need to send big chunks, otherwise it's just inefficient. And I hope that in the future um, over time, obviously not immediately, but. Um, that the speed can go up and the transaction cost can go down. Um, we We need to see how that works out in the long run. The same is being said. And that is, for me, the most interesting economical feature is that it will become somewhat deflationary that is projected, right? Because there's not that many rewards giving out to miners anymore and there is burn happening, it might happen that it becomes deflationary. And what kind of impact that has in the medium to long run, I am super interested in because I love these kind of tokenomics where you think about, hmm, how does it impact the overall economy? What will happen in three months, six months, six years? So that is something I will be closely following for sure.
0: No, that's that's uh, i'm also interested but like, like there's also lots of blockchain philosopher coming out lately they're they're talking about like uh, what would you do so one of the guy i think eric wall posted about uh, blockchain mm-hmm. slushing uh what yeah. will happen if if there's some breach by one of the node operator uh yeah. someone hacked their uh, not operating things and uh would you be like just burn their old tokens and it eth- uh, like vitalik just voted yes so yeah. What will happen if you just take on Coinbase through or like some of the biggest validator, right? And then there is some glitch or someone try to hack or do some, uh, try to do some wrongdoings, right? Then I think there's a high risk to lose your whole mm-hmm. stack. Maybe for Coinbase, maybe they can, they can survive, but maybe individual like retail people will hit harder if they are putting the yeah. life savings
1: there. Yeah, I think that's a very uh, sensitive topic for sure, because, um, There's also the issue of some might control a little bit too much of the stake. And that is where I think the the discussion that came up, if they misbehave, will they be slashed? Um, The answer apparently is yes. For me, it's really the amount of the, basically, is it 100%? Is it a warning in the beginning so that you can recover, basically? Um, That needs to be seen. Um, Generally, I like the idea of slashing, um, because if you have skin in the game and you are at risk, you should be incentivized to behave in a way that's intended, basically. Um, What I find most interesting is if there will be an introduction of a different kind of voting model that's not one token, one vote. There are other models. Quadratic voting has some issues, conviction voting, some others. That, though, is a um, model that I am very interested in because it uh, scales with time and with so if you alternated a little bit with your reputation and what you have done, how you have performed. So I think there will be new introductions. And what I believe might help is like an arbitration system that if you provide proof that something bad has happened, that there was something malicious going on, that there is like a council who can vote on this. So there's multiple ways how this could be improved. Um, and I'm very curious to see how that will be implemented. Interesting. Uh what
0: do you think about this all uh, CBDC things and this regulation is coming now? Um, every day we are, <laughs> we can see in the news that or we can read in the articles that this, this guy's yeah. getting like a scrutiny from SEC or like yeah. this guy's got sued by this one and so what do you think how hard the regulation will hit to the crypto space in general and uh, I have no doubt we will come out stronger, but it's also like small bumpy road, right? Uh, have you guys got any kind of like trouble uh, so far? Or like, what is your, like at what certain, what level do you think the regulation is important and at what level you think it's not, it, that's too much, right?
1: So I believe there's, um... Especially in the early days, there was so much scam going on. And honestly, sometimes there still is. We've seen just two massive projects go down this year because there was a flaw in the system. So some kind of regulation, I believe, is good. It's helpful. It doesn't prevent everything, though. If you just look at what happened in Germany with Wirecard, that was a billion dollar loss that was regulated heavily. So it's not a surefire way. So I understand why people say, well, if, it is, if the current system doesn't prevent this, how would it help? I do believe though that regulation and a good framework will help. I would hope that more of the crypto and blockchain people that actually know the space can be looped in though, because sometimes it's so tone deaf um, with travel rules, sometimes way overshooting the MIRIC or every single transaction. Um, it's really difficult sometimes to comply what, uh, on a personal level. We have not had any issues so far because we have the philosophy of assuming what the harshest rule could be and then doing that to ourselves basically so we make it more difficult than we need to just to be absolutely compliant with everything even if it wasn't in a crypto space so i believe that we won't have any issues i believe some projects might have issues but if you have issues if regulation is coming I'm not sure what to think about that. And um, honestly, I'm with you on this. Some bumps are okay, because in the end, we will come out stronger. I believe there is massive value, but we had so many projects that purely lived on hype and very, let's call it interesting business models that were in no way sustainable. And you could see crafts that were going like, uh, in a straight line down and saying like how and the answer was uh yeah not sustainable project crashed um so i believe some form of cleansing is nice and it will help to have a stable ecosystem in the long run
0: interesting uh Andreas, before we clo- uh, like uh, finish the podcast i would like to ask for your wisdom uh because sometimes we are too much involved in the web3 space and uh we think everyone knows that these basic level things, right? So mm-hmm. two days back, I was in meetup and someone guys, uh, someone was just asking me like how the valuation happens and what's the process mm-hmm. and so and so. Uh, and then you realize that like it may be like not a big thing for you, but maybe some beginner guys who wants to start in career their career in Web three, right? As in like a contributor, not like just speculative part, but like as a contributor. So what what is your advice like if someone is new and they wants to explore the web3 space the potential long term opportunity mm-hmm. and i think also it's harder right if you yeah. have like web2 job you are quite settled and then if you're not sure about it then i think many people would not take a risk right because it's also highly risk risky space and you see the price can go up and down and it also affects the mm-hmm. uh, startups or companies valuation and treasury for sure and which leads to massive like uh, layoff, right? We have already seen the last quarter, but if you can yeah. say a few words about your, uh, like, uh, what do's and don'ts for the Web3, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, would be really grateful. Yeah, we actually had um, a few people joining from the Web2 space who were very interested in the Web3 space, but not experienced in it. And um, a common occurrence was that they started watching videos on YouTube on trading. and. I believe that is the wrong approach because they were then trying to buy the newest hype coins. And then you can get quickly burned if you don't know what you're doing. And then you say, ah, this is all this is all bullshit. Uh, I lost everything. I was scammed. So I believe try to understand the, the underlying principles. What is blockchain in general before you look at what is a token's worth? And if you understand that, and if you have the time and the interest, understand the business model, the token model, the tokenomics behind it, and don't get too stuck on a price. Look at the benefit. What like try to sift through the noise, and understand what's actually happening at the company that you're interested at the project that you're interested, and talk to them. Reach out. Um, I think it's one of the most amazing, most. Uh, with the best communication, with great communities. Also, there's lots of noise, but everyone is happy to talk to you and explain your view. A lot of the time, the discussion is where price, when moon, Lambo, (laughs) the the usual, you know it. But um, like, what's going on? What's your goals? What what do you want? What's your company values? How is it to work at your place? Um, It's amazing what what people will tell you if they ask them questions that they are usually not getting. For example, I strongly believe that positive uh, staff retention that you can enable freedom of people, that is really important and it is more of one of our core values and I highlight that because we have amazing people at us who help me drive that forward, but it's the individual should work also on what they like, what their passion is, because you will always be happier and you will always work better, so it's not just about what you think is for example good in a space but rather what would I like to do? What kind of project would fit that project? And what would my role be? Like um, one of the great questions when I joined Human was, what would your ideal day look like? And yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I could answer that because I, I think about that, but most people are like, I don't know, just going to work, I guess, wrong. <laughs> think about just what you want to... to do and then find the job you, that fits that.
0: Yeah, just trying to fulfill the eight hours, right? In the balance sheet, <laughs> Yeah. Proof. No, I'm but good. I mean, I mean, even till today, like, uh, like Web3 space becomes so big, it's a trillion dollar economy. So it's not a joke, right? Uh, It was 3 trillion, approximately, but now 1 trillion, but it's still like a massive economy, right? Even like, uh, more than some of the countries' GDP, right? Uh, But I remember back in days, like, it was not that easy to get a job in Web3. Either way, you are a programmer, or you're a founder, you can start otherwise, there is no job for BD or like, Mm -hmm. uh, other stuff. But now it's like so many opportunities. If you're not a coder, you can go and do the community work. If you're good at social media, you can become like social media manager. If you are good at like uh, talking with people, you can become like sales guy, business development guy. And in startup, I think the best thing is like you can explore so many different uh, departments because there's no department, honestly. (laughs) So basically, even if you are like coder, I'm sure you are doing also other stuff as well. And if you are like a BD guy, I'm sure you're also looking into some social media and other stuff as well. So sky's the limit, but yeah, definitely, uh, this is like, uh, what to take a note, right. Uh, thanks Andreas, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, thanks a lot for coming to the expert talk. Really appreciate your time and thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for sharing the knowledge, uh, with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And yeah, see you in Berlin, I guess. <laughs> yeah. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our discussion, remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space, links in the description box below. Please also reach out to us if you are a blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding. Talk soon.